Hi, I'm Shreen Patek, and this is Making Marketing. On today's episode, everyone's a lifestyle brand now, whether you sell luggage or face masks. For Equinox, a company that began as a luxury gym and has now expanded into talent agency, hoteling, and even media, this couldn't be better news. Vimla Black Gupta, CMO at Equinox, joins me today to discuss wellness marketing and turning instructors into superstars. Hi, Vimla. Welcome to Making Marketing. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. We're very excited to have you. So you joined Equinox um, just under a year ago, and you came from Bobby Brown. What was it like to come to a company like Equinox with sort of a background in beauty, which you'd had for a while? What was sort of the first impressions? You know, to be perfectly honest with you, it was really seamless. And it's just really seamless because of what's happened with the consumer. You know, beauty is wellness and wellness is beauty, like truly. Um, there, It's seamless. Um, and so I came and, you know, same trends because they're the same category in a lot of ways. Um, same consumer habits and same... Um, same behaviors really driven by digital, right? So what's happened with that platform and what it's been able to do is it really allows the consumer to look and feel their best. Like at the simplest level, that's what people want to do. And now they can. And I, Allison hears me say this all the time. They want to, they can get a PhD in looking good and feeling good. And their PhD is really by driven by all of the information that's available um, from a digital standpoint, whether it's by professionals or just regular consumers. You can figure out how to do a plank. You can figure out how to do a cat eye and you can literally rock it. And, and you maybe even do both at the same and, time. Or do both at the really same good. time, which is like really good. And it's really good for your plank to do a cat <laughs> eye at the same time. So this idea that sort of wellness is beauty's beauty's wellness has been fascinating to me to sort of just observe um, across different industries. Before we sort of talk a little bit more about, you know, how that impacts kind of the Equinox customer and the Equinox member, what ha- what's been happening in beauty? Because I think that there has been this sea change and this idea that, you know, beauty was cosmetics. Beauty was the blush, the eyeliner. It's still that, but it's also, it's not, it's more than the skin. It's more, it's about what you're putting inside your body. And ha- seeing beauty companies really kind of take on wellness principles has been a really interesting thing to have happened. The consumer demanded it. How did that manifest inside those companies? Because that's that's a huge change to make sort of as a mindset, I'd, I'd assume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really this idea. It's holistic, right? And so, um, you know, back in the day, centuries, centuries back, you know, uh, people knew that you you are what you eat, right? And your beauty is dictated by your health. Like if you're really fundamentally healthy inside, you're truly beautiful outside. And that's been uh, that's been history, right? And what's happened recently is that consumers have really taken that to heart because they have the tools to do it. And what beauty companies had to do was to really start to marry what they did topically with what they're doing what they're giving consumers on the inside and then creating this lifestyle and an environment on your day to day where that can happen. And so that has happened, had a fundamental shift at all beauty companies. And quite frankly, it's created a ton of opportunity to just think beyond just what the product is, you know, you you go to strategy meetings and strategy meetings used to be about we're going to launch this product in this quarter and this product in next quarter. Well, now it's about sort of what's the experience that you're providing this consumer so that she, she he or she can realize this fundamentally beautiful lifestyle. 
um, because that's at the end of the day, which is what is really going to dictate your beauty. So it has fundamentally changed um, companies, but quite frankly, it's also fundamentally created seismic opportunities. Has that changed just the marketing function entirely? Completely. So the marketing function in general has changed by been changed by so many things, right? By digital, you know, marketers are now increasingly technical, but marketers now increasingly need to start to think about the consumer holistically and what are those experiences that they're giving them so that they're realizing the lifestyle that's going to help them attain their goals. So it's really understanding, it's beyond sort of understanding what you're putting on your face, but it's understanding nutrition and then it's understanding how exercise is going to really create that look that you want, that overall look that you want? What are the books you should be reading? Where are the places you should be visiting? How should you spend the day parts in your day? All of those contribute to sort of who you are fundamentally as a beautiful person. Because everything is a lifestyle brand. Because everything is a lifestyle brand. Luggage brand, lifestyle brand. Everything is Fitness a brand, brand, lifestyle brand. Absolutely. And quite frankly, when I think about Equinox and one of the joys for me being at Equinox is that we started as a lifestyle brand when that was like a crazy thought. Um, 1991, we revolutionized the category by the simple idea that it's not fitness, it's life. And we were crazy at that time, but crazy good because for those people who got it, even those people who went, you know, fitness now, everyone wants to do it. But back in the day, you were sort of like the freak who really liked to work out and uh, we were the brand that catered to you and, and catered to that person who really fundamentally believes this is how they live their life. It's not just, it's not the plank that they do. It's not the, the hours that they log on the treadmill, but it's really about everything that they're doing throughout the day. And we really cater to that individual. So we'll fast But at the time that was a, that was a small set. It's a small set and it was a crazy thought. And now what's happened is we've been able to leverage that plot. We've had this dialogue with the consumer and we've really figured out what that means for us uniquely. What does lifestyle mean uniquely for the Equinox brand and the Equinox member? So that we've really been able to capitalize on that learning. And and where we are today is now figuring out what does the next 25 years look like? How do we over deliver on lifestyle in a way that's super, super unique to what we know that our member wants? One thing, obviously, I think Equinox also has this, it's like a market reputation. It's obviously up market. It's not, it's not cheap by any means. Um, how does that kind of play into how you market a brand like that? I mean, do you choose to embrace that? Listen, we're, you know, we're not for everyone. We're, we cost upwards of maybe $200 a month. That's not as, that's not the kind of price that many people will, will pay. Um, and at the same time, you've got sort of competition, obviously, from other chains or gyms, whatever you want to call them, who are trying to do the same because now the consumer set is wider. You've got everybody wants to work out. Isn't it in your best interest to try and get as many of those people as possible? How does that kind of work out in the terms of how to actually brand the actual company? Sure. Well, listen, this idea of luxury fitness, when we started in 1991, we created that concept, luxury fitness. That sounded crazy at the time. Um, what's but, luxurious about sweating a lot, right? right exactly. And, and what everyone's learned is there's a lot that's luxurious about it, but you know, where you're, where you're sweating, how you're sweating, what you're wearing, when you're sweating, what you're eating, when you're sweating. I mean, truly you can imagine, you know, how that lifestyle idea came to fruition a very, very long time ago. And we fundamentally believe, yes, it's not for everyone, but it is for that discerning consumer that understands that, um, the importance of what fitness is to their lifestyle and how they want to be the best at everything that they do. The best also doesn't mean the most expensive. Um, the best means that it is the best curated of everything. We feel like we curate the best programming hands down. We curate the best 
architecture to work out in. I mean, we are as concerned about the move that you're making in the club as we are as where you're making it. What does it look like when you're in a plank on the floor? Is it a beautiful floor that you're looking at when you're on your back doing sit-ups? What does the ceiling look like? What is the neighborhood that you're in? All of those are super important to us. So as we continue this journey with our consumer, we luxury is, and we sort of hate the word luxury now. What is luxury? But what we've really defined luxury as is luxury for us is supreme curation. We really want to give the best and the best curated, um, um, best curated in all aspects of lifestyle. I think you mentioned this earlier, but you know, the Equinox member is a very, it's a specific kind of person. And I'm sure that's been thought of. There has been this interesting thing with digital, as digital is kind of become bigger and bigger and bigger part of everyone's lives, especially as a marketer, that I hear a lot about sort of a move away from that traditional persona. Like, let's not talk about personas. It's it's outdated. It doesn't really work. Let's talk about kind of personalized customers. Each one is different. That seems like a really difficult thing to do. Yeah. You can't, I mean, at some point you have to decide who's my customer. And I'm sure there's a little bit of iteration and differences and variances in that. But how does that manifest in something like Equinox, which it, it inevitably has to have some kind of approach as to these are my people and these are the people I have to cater to? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that we did very, very early on and we're doubling down on it is really the use of our app, right? Yes, everyone has an app, but we started an app, you know, back in the day because really it was the fundamentally the easiest tool for us to connect with our member on a, on a personalized basis. And through the app, we've really gotten to know our members. We know everything that they do. We know when they're checking into the gym, the, the hours that they're logging in. Obviously, they opt in to give all of this information. But what we are able to learn is really how do they move? How do they like to move? And how do they optimize their life? And what we're able to do with that data and through that app is start to really deliver a lot of personalized information. Can you give me an example? Yeah. So, for example, we can see that you um, love to box. You know, you've been checking into our boxing classes two to three times a week. Um, what we can do with that information is suggest if you're traveling to another location, you know, other boxing locations that, you know, might be interesting to you. But then we can also suggest what is some of the personal training that complements boxing? You know, if you really want to have that upper body strength or core strength that we know is so critical to boxing, really being able to recommend to you sort of who is that personal trainer that's perfect to, to give you that. Um, being able to offer up content that is specifically geared towards, you know, the tr- nutrition that you need to move throughout the day. The meditation you might want to consider, because if you're boxing every single day, what is your downtime? Um, And so we're really able to sort of tailor the information. You know, we really don't believe in one size fits all, but it's really about tailoring that information that's unique to the way that you like to move throughout the day. How has that data approach um, changed the way you internally work? Assume you've had to hire more people. You suddenly have to have a data operation. Absolutely. We, um, we we have to be data masters. And we have the luxury of owning all of our data. So we sit on a wealth of data. But it's really incumbent to us to figure out what we do with that data. So how is it manifested? Yes, we, you know, like many marketers, it's increasingly become a much more technical role. Um, and the skill sets that we need, um, you know, are changing and evolving over time. We really want to get people who understand, not just understand the data, but more important than data is what do you do with it? How do you create information and create a dialogue with your consumers, um, leveraging that data to enrich their lives every, you know, even more. 
Do you think there's a little bit of sort of overall speaking just as a marketer, you know, there is sort of a data fatigue. There's so much of it. There's so much of it, quite frankly. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I love it because honestly, like the the insights that you can get from data um, can spark so many ideas that if you were just sort of sitting in a room and brainstorming what we'd love to brainstorm, but like really leveraging the data to give you insights, that's super exciting for a marketer. Do you have an example of a time that sort of happened where that just wouldn't have happened because if you hadn't had that data to support it or back it up or change it? You know, I would say the genesis of our Headstrong meditations really came from that. Um, Tell us a little bit about it. First. Yeah. So, um, you know, Headstrong are a series of meditations that we offer through our app. Um, they're in four different categories. It's, you know, different, you know, and, and we know that with meditation, I mean, I'm horrible at it. I've taken meditation classes, but, you know, to really understand how to meditate is not the easiest thing for everyone, but it is so, so super useful. We have four different categories of meditations. It's called rise, um, unwind, sleep, and recharge, right? So we've already segmented the way that you 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 meditate depending on sort of what and your And you were seeing the rise be. of kind of meditation, other meditation apps and sort of meditation as a lifestyle. Right. But this idea of launch, we, we saw them, but we were like, gosh, you know, what does our member want to do? Does our member really want to see this type of information from us? Do they want it? But given the data and given what we were seeing in the rise of our yoga classes, getting anecdotal information from our instructors on the number of times consumers are asked, members are asking them about meditation, because it was really just sort of this black box, like what, what does it mean? Um, but we sort of took that data, started to see the behaviors that people were um, exhibiting in the clubs. And we, we just literally just did it. We just did it. I mean, there was no huge strat. There was no strategy meeting. There was no huge technical meeting. We we're like, let's just do this because this directionally is what we're seeing is happening. Well, we launched these meditations and they've been a runway success. And what we're seeing with those is that consumer members are not just downloading rise, but they're downloading rise and unwind and in sleep. And we've taken those meditations and really have taken the learnings from them and also have taken them and brought them in back to, into our class. We bring them back into our experiences. We just did a, um, a, uh, an offsite with our members, you know, leveraging where they walked around with our headstrong meditations, you know, in a sculpture garden. Um, and so it's really just taking that insight and then just doing something with it quickly mm -hmm. and continuing to iterate on it has created just a, a whole new category for us. And that's, and that's a good point because I think that there is, um, going back to sort of lifestyle brand, everyone's a lifestyle brand, but also increasingly um, much, you know, to, to our concern, we find that everyone's a media company. And we've got, you know, as a media company, as a publisher, everybody wants to publish things. And you've seen that, especially I think in the rise of kind of wellness and fitness, particularly, I mean, you're seeing sort of everybody's got a podcast now, everybody's got a magazine now, everyone's got videos now that they're that they're creating and consuming and the rise of whether it's kind of the head spaces of the world or the equinox of the world and doing that kind of, that kind of endeavor. I sort of want to ask like, why, why media isn't exactly a high margin business. There's what's, totally. what's the reason to get into it? Well, the reason to get into it, you should only get into it if you think people want to hear what you have to say, <laughs> honestly. And what we have learned is that everyone wants to hear what we have to say, whether, um, it's a regular consumer, whether it's a beauty junkie, a wellness junkie, an avid traveler, they want to hear what we have to say. And I think fundamentally it's because we represent lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, we sit on a hotbed of media personalities through our trainers, our instructors, right? Everyone You've wants got to, built in built influencers, in, built in, and built in. super fun to look at. <laughs> um, 
and 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 everyone wants to hear what they have to say. I mean, they're you know I hate the word influencers, but they're they are they are the fundamental influencers and they're media personalities in and of themselves. That's what they do. Every they are live every single day. And so for us to be able to sort of package that and really give back to our, first of all, our members, but then to that greater community that's curious about this lifestyle, curious about this brand, but more more importantly, curious about sort of our knowledge and what we have to say in the space. We think that we have a really unique position because we are fundamentally based on sort of science, right? It's about, we live by the principles of movement, nutrition, and regeneration. Everything we do starts from those three core principles. And if you think about those three things in the way they translate into life and the way you move and live throughout the day, we've got a lot to say. And we really started this idea um, with Furthermore. Furthermore is the digital arm, the digital media arm of um, Equinox. Uh, It was a digital magazine before digital magazines were like the thing to say. But it was really about this idea of curating. Signs or something. Right. Right. But it's about us curating a narrative, like a sophisticated, luxurious narrative backed by science on on this lifestyle and what it means. Um, and so is, if you consume our furthermore um, uh, content. If you're and where a, is it offered? So offered so you can get it online. Um, so, you know, it's part of your, uh, you know, your member onboarding. Once you become a member, you can immediately join furthermore. But even if you're not a member, you can subscribe to furthermore. Do you get a print? Um, no, it is completely digital. Um, but furthermore, it can manifest itself in so many ways beyond sort of like the daily information that you get from them, what you consume from furthermore, from a social standpoint, furthermore also does tons of eventing. We activate with a lot of different partners just to really provide different experiences around this lifestyle narrative. Um, and it was a really prescient thought to create this because members want to hear from us, you know, on, have our view on lifestyle, but to do it through a lens that's truly editorial um, and sophisticated, yeah. um, that was super, super important for us to deliver. But all of this, again, you know, it it, it costs a lot of money and I Absolutely. don't just mean, and, I, and resources in general to make. You have to hire editors and journalists Absolutely. And, you've, and, you know, maybe talk more to your instructors about kind of what they're doing and then get the reporting done. Um, is Is the sole benefit that your members are then getting a lot more from you or is there kind of an ancillary kind of does this help I don't know more conversions are people staying members longer are you getting more members it's all of those so first and foremost it is a service to our members first and foremost but secondarily it's a great brand awareness tool as we think about the funnel right at the top of the funnel it creates such great brand awareness for us but at the bottom of the funnel the way that we're able to bring people in through this content you know, lead them down this journey into this lifestyle and then ultimately get them to convert to being a member, you know, that's obviously the sweet sauce. But I would say fundamentally, it's also sort of putting our um, our talent on stage as well. Again, they're media, they're media talent, right? We've created a talent agency really as a complement to are the talent that we that we that we work with. Tell us a little bit about the talent agency. Yeah, so the talent agency is a way for us to really help our talent realize a true career in this in this lifestyle space, and it is an opportunity for us to create opportunities for them that they would never be able to do on their own, and it's for our our talent that is really delivering every single day to our member to our brand. We want to be able to give back to them and create opportunities for them, whether it's with other brands, with its sponsorships, it's being influencers in and of themselves, it really puts them on a a huge platform that we hope they're able to realize with us versus being able to do on their own. I think people were surprised when that 
happened when you sort of announced that you were do you were you know going to do an agency you were going to do a talent agency i think people didn't expect that well, that's, that's, that's it's a gym brand you yeah know? you know it's funny i've heard both things people were surprised pleasantly surprised and people then many people were like of course because if you think about what the you know and i come from the beauty world where um you know everyone's an influencer in beauty um because you need to be right whether you're you know at a counter at macy's you're at a freestanding store you're online like you're an influencer we sit on a hotbed of influencers every single day and they have something to say um and you know met people Consumers want to hear from them. And whether it's, you know, information on clothing, it's an information on food, it's an information on the way you move, it's the information on the way you you like to live. Um, there's an audience for everything that they have to say. And we really want to create an opportunity for them um, that we they wouldn't otherwise have without us. Uh, do you have a story about, I don't know, sort of working with a, an instructor on sort of in through the agency and kind of, you know, giving them that other opportunity that you can share? We are going to have many, many stories to tell. We're in pilot with, uh, you know, some of our superstars and um, you'll be hearing those stories soon. Okay. I'll let you get away with that. Um, you're also going to do hospitality. You're going to do uh, your media company. You uh, are now talent agency. You've obviously got the actual brand itself. Um, ever worry sort of on that, you know, about spreading yourself too thin, doing too much at once and sort of how do you manage kind of prioritizing all of these different things? No, and that's a fair question. Listen, I would say we've been very judicious about the categories we choose to participate in and they didn't just happen overnight. So, you know, we've been, you know, in business close to 30 years and we have been developing this relationship with our member and learning about what it is he or she wants out of this life, of this great life of ours. Like, what is it that he or she wants and how can we uniquely deliver against them? So we've been, you know, living with our member, uh, you know, for close to 30 years. We know the way he, she moves, the way he, she travels, the way she likes to live. And one of our biggest insights as we thought about creating this hotel brand is that we know that travel does not stop them, right? And in fact, when they travel, they want to continue this lifestyle even more. They want to double down on it, in fact. And we feel that we, because we live through them, you know, we have members who are spending two, two and a half hours with us every day. We really understand the way they like to live, that gosh, if we could create that same lifestyle for them when they're on the road, that that would be everything. And so this idea of hotel, yes, it's launching um, soon, imminently, but it's really been in the works for a very, very long time because it's really been um, organically created by our membership, our relationship with our member. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk a little, get in the weeds a little bit with sort of um, just marketing. I mean, one thing is obviously customer acquisition as a cost. Uh, I keep hearing about it growing, growing, especially I think with brands, not similar to yours. I think I see, I think I see that more with, you know, more direct to consumer brands and all of that. Um, how, how has sort of customer acquisition kind of figured into your overall marketing approach and is it difficult <laughs> and is it expensive? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And yes. Um, listen, acquisition is like every, uh, brand in a similar place that we are. I mean, it's critical. It's everything. Um, but more than acquisition for us, it's about having a constant dialogue with, um, our current members and future members um, at every stage of the funnel. So whether it's about just creating awareness for our brand, you know, making them more interested, making them want to learn more to the very, very end and actually converting them to be a member, 
every step of the way is super important. So yes, there's an argument to be made that it's the bottom that's the most important <laughs> because we want to make them convert. But we want to be creating an ongoing dialogue. So with, it's retention. It's 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 both, right? Okay. So it's like at the very very top, finding them getting them in, but then keeping them. And keeping them is so much about all of these things that we're doing. So as you talk about, yes, it's, you know, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin. You know, we are doing a lot of things. It is expensive, but it's worth it. Because about retaining our member is about over-delivering for them every single day. And over-delivering for them is life we, we want to be a part of all their day parts. Um, and we do that, you know, both in the gym and through their, our app. But if we're also able to do that by creating all these other additional experiences based on the way that we know they like to live, that's the ultimate in retention for us. When I think about sort of uh, any kind of gym or fitness company retaining a member, I think of that Friends episode where he tries to quit a gym and he just cannot do it. I assume that is not your strategy. That is not our strategy. <laughs> just want to get it out there. <laughs> What's the hardest part of your job? Um, I'm going to be really honest with you. It's prioritizing. We are doing so many amazing things and so many amazing things that I just truly personally love. I literally love this stuff. Um, and I see opportunity in everything, but there are only so many hours in the day and really making sure that you're prioritizing based on your, um, you know, you know, biggest goals is a constant process that we go through every single day. And do you do a lot of kind of paid marketing? Do you spend a lot of money on on actually marketing as a brand in on social, on digital? Where does where does most of it go? Yeah, so it's both. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, we do like a lot of paid social. Um, you know, we have traditional brand marketing campaigns. Um, and really that traditional brand marketing campaign has become increasingly digital. So okay. we very much sort of see our brand showing. We want our brand to obviously show up in places that are relevant for our consumer. Um, so we, you know, we're a very traditional brand in a lot of ways. We do it all. Um, and we are increasingly digital dipping into digital because that is really where our future consumer is. Um, last question. You said 25 years, I think, at the beginning of the podcast where you're looking at the next 25 years. That's a really long time. Most people just go with like <laughs> one year. Um, so I'll ask you, I mean, what is the 25 year overall vision for sort of branding a branding a company like Equinox? So I haven't written that deck yet, but uh... for there is a deck. I love it. Um, Every good marketer has a deck. I, I, listen, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but the next 25 years is about over-delivering and it's about beyond your wildest imaginations. You know, doing what we did for the category, um, you know, back in 1991, we want to continue to do that every single year. So um, I would stay tuned. All right. <laughs> Great. Vimla, thank you so much for being on Making Marketing. Thank you. That's Vimla Black Gupta, CMO at Equinox. Our producer is Gianna Capadona. If you like the show, please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever fine podcasts are to be found. Leave us a review and rate the show. I'm Shereen Bhattit. We'll see you next week. 